On today's episode of Lit Chat, we get nostalgic as we discuss the topic of urgency in life and how sudden, urgent things that can happen to you could have altered your destiny. Deep stuff, folks. In addition to that, I also share a personal dating story about finding the love of my life as well as a hilarious summer sports story. We will close this out by discussing a memorable time at a party, and I will post you a question regarding politeness and courtesy on mass transit that hasn't been asked often, but it really, really should be. But before we get into that, I want to let you know that this episode of Lit Chat is brought to you by joeislit.com. Hey, if you keep up the listener downloads and subscriptions, I might be getting an actual sponsor soon. So keep it up. Go to joeislit.com for behind the scenes details on the time I attempted to start a website that would rival TMZ called laughatcelebs.com. You can also read about my deep dive on how I would market the National Women's Soccer League, all of that and much more at www.joeislit.com. All right, let's light this up. What's up, Heat Seekers? This is Joe Otis, and welcome to episode two of Lit Chat. Today is Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. On this episode, we discuss something very important, urgency. We've all had to make many important decisions in life. Where am I going to go to school? What am I going to do for the rest of my life? Who am I going to marry? Where should I live? But out of all of these important decisions, has there ever been a time where it all came down to a snap judgment on your part? You know, one where you have seconds or minutes to react to something. I understand that many of the decisions that I mentioned usually take weeks, months, hell, even years to come up with a decision. But every so often, a decision is needed within minutes to decide your destiny. Almost as if you were a contestant on a reality show like Survivor, choosing to take an advantage in a competition or not to. I have personally experienced some of these crazy, lightning-fast decisions in my life, and some of these decisions have come out of some pretty, hilarious situations, which we'll get into. We are almost out of year one of life with the coronavirus. I've got to say, it seems like it's been like 20. I'm getting to the point where I really miss seeing my friends and family members. I would say that the beginning of March is my second favorite time of the year, second to the first and second weeks of October. The sun is starting to stay out longer, no more sunsets before 6 p.m. The temperature is heading into the 50s, hopefully even the 60s. The perfect time to get out of the house and enjoy a walk with your family or significant other. This time is usually a special time for me and my friends as we usually head out to the Shamrock Shuttle in Philly or stay local in South Jersey to spend the day pounding beers and forcing down Irish car bombs while I get drunk and tweet at the famous author Matthew Quick to chat about the bars in Collingswood or at famous music artist St. Vincent to see if she would go out with me for a T-bone steak, cheese, eggs, and Welch's grape. She never did. At least that's what I used to do when I was single, before I had met the love of my life. It's crazy to think how far I've matured from tweeting at celebrities while hammered to creating podcasts for your enjoyment. But things could have turned out very differently in a story that I call Third Date Issues. 
The time period is June of 2015. I'd spent years on Match.com. It's not something that I'm proud to admit. And I think a lot of that was my fault. And believe it or not, I think a giant part of my problem was that I was a little picky, even though I had no real reason to be. Who the hell am I? Justin Bieber? Timothy Chalamet? No. I spent a very long time being more picky in my romantic partner than all of the main characters of Seinfeld combined. My friend Lenny will tell you, there was a time that we were at a bar and there was a girl who seemed really interested in me. And instead of being smart and chatting it up with her, my dumbass spent the entire night chatting it up with someone a million times out of my league who had little to no interest in me. Another missed opportunity. It came to a point where I decided that if I kept being this picky, I very well could be spending the rest of my life alone. And I didn't want that. So I started making changes to my behavior and I started thinking with both my heart and my brain to find a woman who wouldn't be afraid when I let my freak flag fly while doing crazy moves on the dance floor. So after reading what seemed like a million profiles that had live, laugh, love as its heading, I finally met a lovely gal who lived in Philadelphia. We had an amazing first date at National Mechanics in Old City, followed by an even better second date at Monk's Tavern and the library bar at the Rittenhouse Hotel. Things were actually going good for me. It had been two dates and I didn't get ghosted. Maybe this could be a thing. So we had planned our third date for a Friday night at a Thai restaurant called Xanadu on Walnut Street in Center City. I put on my best dress shirt, gray sports coat with a pocket square. My jeans were actually clean and pressed. I was feeling pretty damn good about myself. And I wanted to make a good impression. It was our third date after all. So I get off the train at 12th and Locust and walk to the restaurant. On the way, I pass a dude who looks like former Phillies manager Charlie Manuel. But it probably wasn't him, was it? Come on. So I meet my lovely date at Xanadu and we have a very nice time at the dinner. I decided to keep things basic and just order my favorite Thai meal, chicken pad Thai with only a little bit of spice. We split some dumplings and spring rolls. The drink special that night was Moscow Mule and it was pretty good. I felt loosened up. After dinner, we didn't want to end the night early. So we head on over to a nearby bar called Smoking Betty's. And friends, this is where I make my big mistake. I could have taken it easy and went with a Miller Lite, but no. I decided to go wild and order Angry Balls. Angry Balls is Angry Orchard Cider mixed with Fireball Whiskey. Was that the smart move after just eating Thai food? I think not. So it took about 10 minutes, and while the 2015 Phillies were completely sucking on the screen at the bar above, I feel my stomach start to rumble. Ah, jeez. So I excuse myself to the bathroom, and thankfully, it's a pretty quiet night with not much foot traffic in the bathroom. So a smart person would just stop and take a shit right there. But for me, for some reason, I stopped myself. I didn't want this girl's memory of me to be stinky. So I hold it in as hard as I could and realize that I'm going to have to end this date early. Like I'm Paul Finch in American Pie. But fortunately for me, it didn't get that bad in front of her. We walked together around the city for a little bit because that's what she wanted to do. Were we going to go back to her place? Who knows? But she would later tell me that she had questions when I decided to leave the date early. She thought I was not interested in her, which could not be further from the truth. So I clenched my ass as hard as I could and walked with her to back to the 12th and Locust Street Station. 
It was there that we shared a first kiss while I had to take a shit the size of the sick triceratops at the beginning of Jurassic Park. I said goodbye while I tried my best to hide my pain. Remember when I said earlier that the Paul Finch and American Pie moment did not happen in front of her? Well, it would happen back in my apartment in South Jersey. After a 20-minute train ride and after a 15-minute car ride, I made it back to my apartment in South Jersey and thankfully, I made it back just in the nick of time. I sometimes think to myself, you know, what if? This is where we get into the destiny part of this. What if I had taken a shit in that toilet and lingering stench grossed my now wife out so much that she decided that she didn't want to see me anymore? What if we just so happened to go back to her place and I blow up her toilet? Or worse, shit my pants while we were walking on the moonlit streets of Philadelphia. She could have said, the hell with this guy, right then and there. But for my wife and I, we would then go on to have our 4th, 5th, 6th, and 157th dates and she now has to deal with my third date problems until the end of time. Lucky her, right? But my third date problems weren't the first time something like that had ever happened to me. Let me tell you about the time that I like to call the shower surprise. The time period is June of 1997. I couldn't be more psyched. I just finished the eighth grade and I'm on my way to high school. Before my freshman year, I was five foot ten and a slightly chubby 216 pounds. I wanted to crush it heading into high school on the freshman offensive line. Entering high school was a very exciting and nerve-wracking time for me. One of my favorite movies at the time that was constantly on repeat was Dazed and Confused. One of the things that happened to the incoming freshmen in Dazed and Confused was that they were forced to live in fear of getting their ass pounded by Ben Affleck's character O'Banion he used a paddle that had a giant fuck you on it. Maybe my ass wouldn't be paddled, but I was expecting some sort of initiation. An actual official initiation would never really happen because we weren't in 1976 Texas and our seniors were way cooler than the seniors in Days and Confused. Regardless, I still had the sense of anticipation heading into the first official meeting of my new football team as we attended an overnight camp at a college in central Pennsylvania. I mentioned earlier of my Paul Finch-like behaviors that I had. It was just that. As a chubby kid, you always seen in all of the movies that whenever someone busted a huge ass and is stung really bad, that they always blame the fat kid. Just look at the Mighty Ducks. They're all stuck in the limo, and the first one they accuse of stinking it up is Goldberg, the fat goalie. Yeah, real nice. I mean, there were other future stars of the movie Heavyweights in that limo, like Carp, for example but they accused poor Goldberg. I was always worried about that being me. So I decided that I would eat really healthy for the week so that I could control my stomach easily. Things were going great for me the first part of the week. I was eating grilled chicken, salad, and vegetables, and I felt very, very healthy and not bloated. That all changed on Wednesday evening. My roommate was in the mood for a late night snack, so he ordered a pizza from the college cafeteria. Big mistake for me to go along with it. What the hell was I thinking going through the entire week eating healthy then destroying it by eating greasy, disgusting cafeteria pizza? So I went to bed that night with my fingers crossed and hoped for the best. That lasted one hour. At around 11 p.m., I could feel the rumbling and fumbling in my stomach. I hauled my ass out of bed and head to the outdoor shower restroom. I'm at the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10. I get through the door to the bathroom and I can see the goal line in my sight, the stall but I'm stopped in my tracks since we are in the middle of the woods 
What's the worst thing that could happen, you ask? Well, I'll tell you the worst thing that could happen. On the ground at the end of that bathroom near the urinals is what appears to be an anaconda-sized garden snake or something that would come out of the woods in the middle of Pennsylvania. I didn't have time to be scared shitless, folks. I head to the first stall and blow it up, hoping that the sound and scent killed that garden snake so it wouldn't bother me. Thankfully, I finished and washed my hands, never discussing this moment with anyone. Until now. I made it through the rest of the week without incident. I may have never made it to play in the college or the NFL, but I can proudly say that I survived the central Pennsylvania shower snake. Speaking of bathrooms, when you're with your buddies and some ladies are in the room, you never want to experience a tale that I submit to you called Party Urgency. The time period is July of 2007. I mentioned earlier that I really miss hanging out with my friends. Well, this would probably be a story where I really don't miss hanging out with my friends being what one of them does to me here. So, With my group of friends, there was usually a group of dudes and only maybe two or three girls if we were lucky. Every so often there would be more ladies there, but not usually. Did the girls want to sit around and watch us play Halo or hear my friend Ben try to stump me with WrestleMania trivia? Probably not. But one day, we were hanging out in my friend Paul's basement, and my good pal Mick couldn't control himself. He just had to do it. So there were two girls there with us, and we, you know, play the card game Kings. Wow, it's crazy to think that it's been so long that I don't think I can remember how to play those games if I, you know, thought real hard and tried, but I digress. You know, I probably don't know how to play Kings or Asshole anymore. Maybe it's, you know, me me getting older. But uh, So I'm sitting there enjoying my Keystone Light when... You know, the rumbling happens. Dear God, of all the times for this to happen, did there have to be two girls here? Come on, just my luck. So I just say, fuck it. And I sneak upstairs and hope no one notices. I hope no one notices that I'm gone for at least five minutes. So I get down to my business and on the commode and and head back downstairs. Everyone is still sitting there as if nothing happened. But Mick had to open his mouth. You took a shit, didn't you? Yeah, I did, Mick, you fucking prick. Thanks for calling me out on it. So my fear of being like Oprah the goalie wouldn't be realized until I hit my 20s. But I am proud to say that I eventually grew out of this phase. Just ask the people at the chicken or the egg in Long Beach Island, New Jersey. Or the people at the fancy French restaurant park. Or the people at the Target with my wife waiting for me. Or the time when we went to our wedding photographer's house and meet with him where I sat on the couch and shook with tremors until we were able to make it out and arrive at the gas station in time only to find out that there was no toilet paper and I was stuck using leaves. Yeah, that was a fucking terrible experience. Dropping a deuce is a natural thing. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Everyone does it. Just make sure that you have the toilet cover and that you wash your hands when you're done and you'll be okay. All right, before we wrap this up, we have our question of the week segment. Today's question of the week comes from Mike Daruki, who asks, Joe, big fan of the show. I don't have a question, but rank the most inconsiderate place to take an awful smelly dump. A, a coach-style bus. B, an airplane. Or C, downstairs bathroom at a house party that's one story. Mike, that's a real tough one there. I'm going to say that the worst place to do number two is an airplane. Think about it. If you're flying somewhere, you're going to be on the plane for at least three hours, probably even more. And there's a large amount of people on the plane, probably like one or 200. 
There's more than one bathroom, yes, but there's going to be a high volume of people who are going to be getting up to use that bathroom. It's a several hour flight after all. So that's why I'm going to go with that as number one. The airplane is number one. My number two would probably have to be the downstairs bathroom at a house party that is one story. Because no matter what, everyone is going to know that it's you. And there's going to be some women there who are going to be going in and out of that bathroom with a scrunch look on their face like they just tasted some bitter beer. Some of these women are your friends' wives or girlfriends, let alone if you are there single trying to meet someone. If you're the single one, then it's game over for you. No one's going to want to get with you after you stunk up the bathroom. Last but not least, and not by very much, will be the coach-style bus. The only reason that I'm saying that last is because uh, there's probably not as many people on the coach-style bus as there would be on an airplane, and there are most likely strangers. Plus, it's easier to escape a bus than an airplane. And you can always open the window. I mean, it must suck for the driver, though, to be forced to stay in the bus all day. But that, But I'm going to go with that. That's my ranking. Airplane, house party, and coach bus. Let me ask you a question, my loyal audience. When you started this podcast, did you really think that you were going to have a deep discussion on urgent decisions in life? I'm sorry if I disappointed you on that, spending four segments discussing a different kind of urgency, belly urgency. I mean, there is a little misdirection in the title of the show, Lit Chat. I mean, we're not talking about literature here, folks. I think some segments that I'm going to get into next week will be my top five personal wardrobe malfunction stories. Yes, there are five. Maybe we will talk a little retro video games and retro food items from the 80s and 90s. I have a lot in my arsenal and I am just getting started, so stay tuned. So you've made it to the end. If you like what you heard, please like and comment on social media and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it's Apple, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, etc., I'm on all the major ones, and I hope to be on Amazon and Pandora soon. Please help me build this brand. If you have any questions, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JoeIsVeryLit and on Facebook at JoeIsLit. Or you can drop me an email at Joe at JoeIsLit.com. Again, that's Joe at JoeIsLit.com. I'll be back next Wednesday with another edition of Lit Chat. This is the end, and as always, take care and stay lit. Goodbye. 